Hello, this is William Hong, and it is Delster time. you guys welcome back to another episode of the seltzer town podcast it's your boy ricky aka dick chuck aka the man behind the can at seltzer town official here is ours with a conversation accomplice the man with the hundred about western travis what is crack and fizzle fiends welcome back to another episode of the seltzer time podcast and as always we're glad you're with us anyway <laughs> uh it's allergy season here in worcester and i am congested but this week on the show, we are talking to Stacy Brimage, Youth Grow Coordinator at the Regional Environmental Council, as well as Kieran and Owen, two of their junior staff. But before we get there, y'all know what we have to do. Hey, Ricky, how was your week, buddy? So, uh, my week was was dope. Um, dope. Just kind of been listening to a lot more music than I have in a very long time. Yeah. Well, a lot of orders for Worcester Wares and chilling you know are you on the holiday music jam or are you still Hell no. i don't do holiday music i there's like two good christmas or holiday songs in my opinion and like that's it so when i am packaging when i am listening to music during the holidays there's like holiday there's records that make me think of the holidays even though they're not holiday records at all respect um but yeah no i've been on a very like what did ricky listen to in high school kick which is usually my everyday stuff but yeah a lot of bad rabbits has been been being played um i've listened to a lot of hot rod circuit i don't know oh, love hot rod every time i work new tradition joe and i kind of only listen to i am the avalanche and hot rod circuit and like sometimes we'll throw a saves a day record on so that's pretty much been all like all those songs have been stuck in my head for a couple weeks now but um the other day I went on like a marathon at Worcester Wares of listening to like the first good Charlotte record. Uh, I put on, I'm a huge, so like when it comes to like Paramore, I don't really like Paramore, but I absolutely love their new record, like their newest record after laughter. I think it's the really? best one. It's the really? only one. I have. It's unbelievably good. Um, they have like a couple okay songs prior to that, but that record is perfect. So I listened to that a whole bunch I, misery business i know is the hit and everybody got tired of it it that song fucking rips it's so good no it is so good but i can't yeah. i can't shade that one i just don't a lot of their stuff that i doesn't connect agree but their newest record i think is it's unbelievable and like when i say newest it came out like three years ago i think but it's so good um so i listened to that a bunch i listened to what else did i listen to that was good Oh, I don't really like Panic at the Disco like at all, except for their not their newest record's like okay, but the one before that, Death of a Bachelor, fascinating. It's perfect. It's so I just like really good pop music. Well, see, I, so <laughs> what I liked about Panic good. is that they're very um, emphatic or theatrical with their presentation, and like yeah. I was, I was actually 
a bigger fan of some of that early stuff. Granted, I was also pretty heavy in the fallout boy at the moment. So the two of them were kind of going hand in hand. I put um, on some boy the other day. Hell yeah. I'll take this to your grave. It's still a cover to cover album. Perfect. If I need to get house work done, take this to your grave. It's one of like the fastest hit plays and get everything done. There you go. But yeah. That's cool. That you're still, you know, finding new music from these bands that I didn't realize they were still putting out music. Like I know panic was, they're still hitting yeah. the radio, but I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's like, yeah, I and they're. It's cool because like those bands. Normally, with bands like, especially bands that came out during that era, they tend to get. I don't want to say bad, but like they tend to get less good with every record they put out. Um, I think the opposite with them, where I really didn't. I wasn't the biggest fan of either of those bands. I loved them, and they're both incredible live bands. But I didn't really care about them at all until I don't know the last three years, four years, something like that. But both of those records are so good. So I put those on. I like to listen to like super poppy, interesting poppy um, things. And then one of my like Stokes and Pokes is going to be a Taylor Swift reference, but I've been on a huge Taylor Swift reputation kick. My favorite Taylor Swift record was always um, Speak Now, which I still think is really, really good. But Reputation is perfect i listened to it the other day and i was like this record is so good it's awesome so respect big, big taylor yeah how was I'm, your week i've never listened to that album my week was good man uh working a ton uh typical i feel like i say that every week this, i was really thinking that i was going to be able to kind of ramp things down a little bit towards the end of december and kind of like take it easy into the new years <laughs> and i'm thankful i'm thankful but it's, it's just not going to be possible uh, yeah. projects keep coming in and i just got more stuff i gotta do so uh i'm pumped but damn um but in my kind of like new stress relieving hobby i am uh baking a lot of cookies these days like granted it's holiday season i always i always want to bake cookies come christmas time but like yeah. i don't know once or twice a week i'm baking some sort of cookie like i've made pecan sandies i've made this like blondies bar i made i don't know it's just there's something mindless about it where i can't think too hard i have to follow a recipe yeah there Beautiful. you go it's very therapeutic yeah we are just watching uh great british bake-off okay cool show ever. uh it's such a great show any of those bbc shows are really good but that <laughs> yeah. that one specifically is yes it's so um cool. and then <laughs> and we also saw uh, we also saw Matt Rockwell, good friend of ours on Friday. Uh, he came up because he's a fan of the show. We got him all hyped up on all the stuff that we talk about each week. So yeah. he came up, dropped off a Christmas present. Um, I gave him some of that new Woo beer from Greater Good. And then no, I ran over to New Tradition and grabbed a coffee. It was uh, good. Yeah. It was uh, awesome. Uh, shout out Rockwell and the Woo. Yeah, Rock Wellington. Oh, and he gave me my Christmas present, which is this new... Very fitting pothead hat from Purgatory. There you go. Uh, big coffee and other connoisseur. That's what's up. Yeah, definitely enjoying my Mr. Clean from Buds, my little buds this week. Nice. Very, very good. Did you enjoy meeting Alex? It was yeah, really cool a, to meet Alex. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. We didn't even talk about that. Yeah. Um, no, it was great. It was awesome to like hang and and, and talk and get to kind of see more of like the buds or uh yeah the buds operation yeah um, great to meet jen in person i haven't met yeah. her yet and gangsters 
they're they're incredible they're really impressive and yeah. they're just very smart so i was really really appreciative of that conversation thank you alex and jen yeah thank you guys that was a blast um yeah no it was awesome i mean great people great product yeah. blast all couldn't be more stoked that they're right down the street and then before we kick into this i just want to give a special shout out to our friend of the show kevin law who's currently hospital bound and we hope you feel better soon better buddy feel better soon buddy and get out of there before the holidays kevin we miss you and we love you i love how kevin is not feeling super well but is still banging out memes like crazy dude he's, he's like, the king of i woke up i woke up at like sorry not, not to cut you off <laughs> i woke up at like 1 30 in the morning on was it friday yeah it was friday night so like heading into saturday um I went to bed relatively early, but I woke up super, super, like I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like sweating. And so I like take a sip of water and I look at my phone and it was like, it's like one forty or something. And I'm like, Oh crap. Like now I'm up. So I pop on Instagram and I'm like, how do I have like notifications right now? I look and it was two memes that Kevin made for Negroni Friday. And I was like trying not to laugh because now we sleeping and it's like the middle of the night. Um, and so I just kind of put my phone down and then when I woke up in the morning, I saw them and reposted them, but I was laughing so hard. I was like, this kid. <laughs> He's a pro. Pro moves only. The, the meme king. <laughs> meme king of Worcester. All right. Well, uh, without any further ado, let's throw it over to interview. And for a first time, you're going to notice a costume change. What is cracking fizzle fiends this week on the show? We are talking to Stacy Brimage, youth grow coordinator at REC, as well as Kieran and Owen, two of their junior staff. Thanks for being on the show, everybody. Hello. So for starters, Stacy, can you take us through a little bit about what the REC is and does? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we've been around for quite a while. We, we started off in 1971, uh, and it was just a group of Worcester community members that got together um, to organize against the siting of a landfill at our biggest park in the city, Green Hill Park. So we have like this weird name or interesting name, uh, the Regional Environmental Council. And at that time, it was a council of people. Um, and then since then, early 90s or late 90s, early 2000s, we transitioned, we had like a environmental justice focus for a number of years and we incorporated food into that focus. Uh, and that's when we sort of started our YouGrow network, which is a community gardens and school gardens network, uh, YouthGrow, YouthGrow started in 2003. And then our last program is the community farmers market program, which also includes the mobile market. Uh, so the mission is to, you know, have access to healthy, affordable foods, make that easy for folks, build community, uh, build green spaces, uh, train people, provide education so that they can grow their own food and develop young leaders and make access to food easy. That sounds incredible. And that that's here in Worcester. Yeah, right here. Yeah, you can, uh, yeah, check us out. We, we mostly work, like Youth Grow, we focus in Maine South and Bell Hill, um, our city's two lowest income neighborhoods. And yeah, you can catch the blue van all over the city. Um, and our gardens are all over the city. I think we're over 60, we're over 60 gardens. Uh, a lot of the Worcester Public Schools have school gardens uh, and then throughout uh, the city and all kinds of neighborhoods, but a high concentration in Maine South, which is awesome. So right I didn't realize there were that many. Yeah, right? It's so cool. 
Yeah, the schools, uh, working with the schools has been really awesome and increasing the number of gardens. And then also just folks reach out to us all the time for support to start a garden. Um, so that's been awesome. And then our oldest actually on Castle Street right here in uh, Maine South, uh, that garden started in like the 1970s too. So that one independently wow. started and then started becoming part of the network. Um, so they've been around a while. That's fascinating. That's super, super. Fa so like the gardens out in front of Jacob Hyatt, that one's right next, are those REC? Yeah, that's a school garden. Yeah, that's one of our first school gardens. Um, I actually started off at the REC. Well, first it's the Youth Grow Mentor uh, for the summer. And then I worked to build the school. Well, I did an educational garden. So that was one project downtown at the Fanning Building and worked with a team of youth growers to do that. And then transitioned into a full-time AmeriCorps position, like building and supporting the school gardens network. And Jacob Hyatt was one of the first five school gardens built in the city that under that with the REC partnership. Um, let's see, Columbus Park, Jacob Hyatt, Doherty, couple more that I'm, I'm missing. That was like 10 years ago at this point, but yeah. That's fantastic. I had no idea that you guys had been around for that long. That's very, very, very impressive. So Karen and little story, with Karen, Karen, how long have you been involved with the REC? So this is actually my fourth year with um, Youth Girl, you know, we're a big family. Uh, but I wasn't, so when you first start off, you know, you're a core youth and then you go to a youth leader. If you want position, you know, there's requirements. Then there's junior staff. So my fourth year, now I'm a junior staff, you know, and yeah. Been here four years, you know, it's cool. Everybody, everybody's chill, you know. Yeah, is that what you like about it? Like a big family? Yeah. How about you, Owen? How long have you been involved? This is my third year in Youth Grow. And as Karen said, three years ago, I was a core youth. Then I went up in the ranks and now I'm a junior staff. So it's pretty good. And I, I plan to stay another year until I graduate high school where the program kind of ends. Okay. What attracted you guys to the, the Youth Grow program? Whoever wants to start. Uh, I'll just go first. So um, this was me going into my freshman year of high school. So actually a, a Youth Grow like alumni, Magdalene, she... Um, she just texted me out of nowhere. She's like, oh, like, what do you, like, do in the summer? I was like, oh, like, I don't really have anything going on. She's like, oh, like, I have a, like, perfect job for you. I was like, oh, job. Like, you know, I could use a job. Like, I'm not doing anything in the summer. And she introduced me to Youth Girl, you know, came. I was like, oh, this is, like, this is cool. Like, it's different. After that, like, I just I just want to say anything. That's, that's how it all started. So it was a direct ask. That's cool. Oh, and somebody ask you? Well, for me, it was different. Like, my mom kind of came to me, and she was like, you need something to do over the summer. And I was like, well, I guess so. And then she was like, look at all of this stuff you could do. And then I was looking at some more jobs, and then she found Youth Grow, and I was like, oh, this is really cool because it's a youth program. It's not like you could get a lot of other jobs, but they're not really fun. Like you could get a job at like, as a waitress or like a waiter or like washing dishes, but that's not a job that 
you want to be at. Yusko was the only option I had that like had a community and like a community that cares about you other than the work you supply to the job. So that's how I started three years ago. That's so awesome. I'm so jealous. <laughs> My first job was at a gas station, which is like nowhere near as cool. <laughs> Yeah. My first job was Kmart. Definitely not a family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I envy you guys. Stacy. it seems like you guys have built like a really tight knit community of these kids. What, like, how, how? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at this day and age, how? Yeah. Any um, ideas? Well, yeah, I think we really try to build ownership of the program. So these guys are like in, so these are our junior staff. So in terms of like the levels of leadership, it starts off as a core youth. So they're just having their first year in the program and they were actually, let's step up. Uh, well, I'll just go with that. Cause it's core youth, youth leader. So when you're, you know, your second year in the program, we have some um, programming throughout the school year, uh, like internships, volunteer hours, and like a non-COVID year. And we've kept some of those elements this year too. Um, and then retreats, we have monthly retreats. So those are like, workshops, meetings. If you complete those requirements, then you guarantee your position for the following year. And it's incredibly competitive. So the, one year we had over 200 applications. We had 180 wow. young folks come to be actually interviewed. And the youth leaders and the junior staff lead those interviews, which is super cool. And they come to, they do, they, they lead the decision-making process. So not only do they interview the youth, but then they work together to decide who is going to get those positions. So core youth, youth leader, junior staff. Uh, so the youth leaders and junior staff, they, they plan the program. So they're responsible for certain parts of the farm, the high tunnel, different fields, different aspects of the farm. They're in charge of the decision-making process for our core youth hiring. They plan these guys think about like our, our retreats, um, all aspects, also field trips, food, everything. So uh, it's really cool to be able to back young people in this way. And it really, it builds ownership for sure. And they make connections to each other um, for just having such awesome leaders. Uh, that's been really great because that just develops other awesome young leaders. That's awesome. Now, do any of the, so when it comes to like the food that's grown on the farm, does any of that go to like local restaurants or what happens with all the, the fruits of your labor or veggies of your labor? <laughs> <laughs> um, I can... I can answer that or Owen or Karen, do you guys want to answer? Well, most of the like produce we get, we sell it at the mobile market, which is the blue cow little van that drives around and sells the stuff we grow. But we also sell it at a farmer's market. And then some of the produce stays with, youth grow for field trips or we'll just take some home oh cool yeah 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 owen's got it um the mobile market all our it's really cool like all our 
food. So in-house, like before we've, we used, we've vended at different farmers markets. We've had different partnerships with folks um, of like getting them food, like Holy Cross. Um, But now we're able to just harvest everything for the mobile market. And it's such a cool project. The mobile market is going to areas where it's hard for folks to get access to healthy, affordable food. And the mobile market also provides a variety of ways for folks to pay for food as well and to utilize their SNAP benefits, HIP benefits, things like that. Oh, cool. That's so awesome. Yeah. And there's limited options in the city. So um, that's been really cool. So that's like a cool in-house just cycle. And then this year we actually have been doing food deliveries to youth growers as well and partnering with the farmer's market. So some of the food that we grow on the farm has, well, throughout the whole summer um, and in the spring as well. And even now a portion of the food that they get is from the farm. That's really cool. That's fantastic to know that it's grown within the city limits by kids that care about it. That's super cool. Kieran, do you have like a favorite crop on the farm like working with? Oh, so um, this year I had the the Northfield and it was um, there was a rainbow chard. It looks mad nice. That's that's what I like. I like the rainbow chard. It's like all colorful. It was rainbow chard. There was um these different type of eggplants, scallions, and I think that's it. Yeah. That was all, and it just, it, it looks so clean. That's why I like it. Like, it's like all neat, you know, there's different rows. It looks clean. Very organized. Do you have a favorite crop, Owen? Or vegetable or plant? I don't uh, know. Yeah, I guess my favorite, well, I don't really know what it is, but there is like a, it's, it grows on a vine and it climbs up this like, like this wall and it looks really cool. Long, long door. Yeah. yeah, that's my favorite. What's but it called, Stacy? Long gourd. Long gourd. Yeah, it's a uh, type of like squash or yes, it's in the squash pumpkin family. And Owen oh, cool. did it at um, our Bell Hill Grant Square spot. It's super, yeah, we had like this huge trellis and uh, yeah, Owen, you worked on it. It's like your, your plant. Yeah. So how long is this long gourd? Are we talking like a foot, two feet? It can get up definitely a foot. Yeah, it can it can get pretty long. I'm trying to I'm doing two feet, probably like a foot, foot and a half. Okay. Um, just to bounce back to the uh mobile market, how can people find out where the mobile market's going to be? Is there like an email list or yeah, yeah. how do you do that? Our website. Our website okay. best option. So it's recwister spelled out dot org. Um, and you can see our mobile market schedule. So right now we're transitioning to our winter market where we probably have another two weeks of the um, schedule that we currently have. And then we're going to actually um, pilot this other program that's in the works. So that's exciting. Um, building from our experience last year, doing the hip to go bags during the spring and the late winter. Um, we're trying to perfect that and, and build from there. Um, so yeah, check out the website. So the existing schedule is up until the 17th, I think is the last market day. Uh, and then they'll, they'll put up the new year schedule and like how to, I think, oh, it's going to be a pre-order system, which will be cool. cool. So. Smart. And you guys got the tunnels rocking all summer, all winter long. Like there's people out there growing stuff. 
That's so cool. I think one of the most interesting things that I learned about when I was out at the Oread Street Farm was uh, Tom was showing me these peppers that he flies in from Puerto Rico. And I thought it was so fascinating that he has to keep them like protected and far away from the habaneros because if the bees cross pollinate, they turn these little sweet peppers hot. And it's so yeah. fascinating to me. Totally. Yeah, the ají dulces, those are super awesome. Um, How do you say it? Ahi dulce. Ahi dulce. I want to try one. I've, I've like I just heard about it. I didn't get a chance to like. Oh yeah, they're really good. Um, what is it? Sofrito. They used to make sofrito, which is just, oh, yeah, like, uh, I'm familiar. So yeah, we have, and a lot of folks are looking for them in market, and because they're so fresh, um, we have a high demand for them for sure, which is awesome. And yeah, I know the pepper cross pollination is, is interesting. Those damn bees. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask you, <laughs> Stacy. Do you have a favorite plant growing on the farm? What would I say? Let's see. I I like what yeah, Karen, the rainbow chart is pretty awesome. Oh yeah. So I mean I'm I'm a big it, that is like aesthetically, like looks really good. But in terms of what I like to eat on the farm, uh cherry tomatoes. I believe it. Mm. It's just like so easy. We have um, what is it, the sun golds? Those have been my favorite for a long time. And I cannot not harvest those. And this year we didn't really have um, these hus cherries, which are really good too. It's like a, a smaller tomato um, that is is sweet as well. And then I'm, I'm sweet. I just like to eat sweet things. So raspberries, I often will miss the window for strawberries, but raspberry is my other favorite thing. There you go. I love cherry tomatoes. So you're, you're speaking my, uh, my language when you talk about that. That's like my favorite vegetable. <laughs> oh, good, right? Me too. I just love so you eat them like candy, like <laughs> just pop them in. I offer them up too all the time, but yeah, I so many. I just love hearing about all the stuff you guys have grown. It just fascinates me. So, and how many? So, like, how many junior staff? There's a there's like 200 kids involved with the program. Is it more than that? Oh no no no! There's uh no. That's how many applied. So oh, oh right. Yeah, we usually will run. It's less than no than forty. So at two farm sites, um, Grant Square will usually have less than fifteen there, um, and that's Owen's site. And then Kieran's at Main South with where we usually will have about twenty five. So and this year we had a like a a much smaller crew. So you guys, yeah, you guys should talk a little bit about what this it was like this year. It was totally different. We had in-person program for our, our leaders. And then we did uh, a virtual program for our incoming core youth. I was going to ask how, how was it, you know, working this entire year almost like due to the pandemic? I'd love to hear about that. Okay. So this year it, it was, it was just, it was different. Like, so you go to the farm, youth leaders will still have to go, go to the farm, you can literally count how many people are on the farm, like on your fingers. It was that small, like, wow. like six people on the farm, you know, just, just for like safety, you know, could have everybody there. And then after we'll farm a little bit, go back home. And then we would go on zoom with like the core youth. And then that's like, like at least like 30 kids on a zoom call, you know? And it was, it was like, I give them props. Cause it, it, it was tough. Everything was online. And they didn't really get the experience, but like they did, a, they did a good job. Like they handled themselves. So it was, it was just different. It wasn't like bad, bad, but it was just, it was something new, you know? For sure. 
Did you have a similar experience, Owen? Yeah, it was definitely different because this year the core youth weren't actually on the farm. So it was just like the like junior staff and like youth mentors that were helping on the farm. So usually it would be everybody and you'll be able to get more done and there'll be team projects which you could do. This year we didn't do that because we didn't have enough people to do like specialized like projects on each farm. And then we also had some meetings to plan the meetings with the whole group. And usually we would just like do that in person, but because of COVID, we couldn't and everything was online. Yeah. And this that's super interesting. How are we gonna have a farming program? <laughs> how do you do a farm program virtually? And we just the directions were changing all the time. Like it, it wasn't really until I think like June, like late June, right before the program, that we like solidified, like, okay, this is what we're doing. Um, and yeah, like these guys said, like we didn't have more than 12 people on the farm, including adult staff. So, and the Bell Hill site was even smaller because it's a smaller site. Um, and those guys would come in the morning and then for the folks, and then they would lead the virtual programming in the afternoon. So it was honestly like, I feel like challenging. And these guys really stepped up to the plate because like we started, we would normally start our day at nine o'clock um, and we would have breakfast and like you would come from nine to 9.30, have breakfast, hang out. And then 9.30, we'd like start on the dot and we'll have a morning discussion, then we'll ease into farm work, then we'll have our a lunch, and then our afternoon team project that Owen was describing. Um, but these guys came at 8.30 and they worked until, what do we do, till like 11.30? And then for lunch, broke for lunch and gave them up here, like a, a little bit of a longer break to get home, like shower um, and transition to being indoors and then leading a virtual af like program in the afternoon. And these guys led a weekly workshop. So they, they got on, on Zoom, prepped for that workshop um, and then led that workshop. So it's just, it was kind of like such a interesting, weird transition from like outdoor work that like we're used to then, then going inside and working virtually right. during the summer. Um, but the guys that also the core youth that participate in the youth in the uh, virtual program, they uh, grew at home, which was super cool. As oh, a whole, cool. Whole another layer. Uh, Owen was part of building raised beds for the folks that had space for wooden raised beds. And then we provided containers for everybody else. And they started seeds at home. Uh, these guys led uh, how to workshops on like how to start seeds, how to maintain your plants, how to transplant all of that uh, to harvest. And um, so that was cool. Like that was kind of interesting to, and I was just excited because um, I would get a lot of questions and people would be like excited and be like, oh, this half of my plant died. Or um, when I remember one of the core youth, a bird like ate their seeds. Oh no, <laughs> no. But it's like, that is what happens. Like that, that's what's like growing. So then we would do, or they, you know, different things would happen or like get their stuff would get, yeah knocked over various things have happened but it was just kind of like yeah that's what it's like so um but they they definitely but it wasn't everything they bounced back and started different things but were people able to grow stuff at home like did you guys get some good yields 
Yeah, these guys didn't grow at home, but I think, yeah, they, I got some harvest photos later in the season, Uh, lettuce, we did lettuce, some of the squashes, like zucchini, oh, beans, yeah. That's wonderful. That's That's awesome that you guys were able to adapt and figure out how to still run your program just in a different way. And mad props to be able to stay nimble and just figure out how to roll with it. Yeah. We have a raised bed. Um, I moved into like a new house back in August, right? Yeah, like August. And uh, we have a raised bed and my girlfriend definitely was like the MVP of that. I didn't, (laughs) everything probably would have died if it was like me by myself. (laughs) But so I give you guys insane props for for actually like pulling things out of the ground and killing it because it's impressive. I have a bed of weeds in my backyard and it's the only thing that seems to want to grow is oregano and it just keeps growing. It just doesn't want to stop. So walking through your nightly or nightly nicely uh, laid out fields. And like, there's one part where if you walk down, it was like an arbor way or like an arch. And I, I would, every time I would look and see a big open cut through and I'm like, Oh wait, no. And I would stop myself. I'm like, that's probably plants. You're probably walking on plants. Don't do that. <laughs> It was all just really cool. It's really cool to walk around. It's awesome that you guys have built this amazing program and really just inspiring the next generation. Do, uh, do either of you guys plan on continuing farm work once you get out of high school and, and out of the program? Yeah, I think that after I get out of the program, because I don't really know what I want to do after high school. Me either. Yeah. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I'm like, I was thinking about landscaping and like, that's kind of outdoors and stuff. So maybe I'll, if I find some other way to stick with youth grow or farm work, I might like volunteer. I'm definitely going to volunteer, but I might find some other job related to farm work. That's awesome. Uh, You know, uh, senior year, going to college. (laughs) Um, yeah, I'm still be around though, you know. Can't you can't just leave youth girl, you know. I'm still I'm still be around, you know, to that's awesome if I can. And yeah. What are you here. thinking about studying in college? College, I wanna do um sports ther sports therapy slash physical therapy, something in that field. Very cool. Yeah, that's what I wanna major in. But see that that only proves that everybody should know how to grow food because not only farmers are interested in people that are into sports therapy can be interested in growing food. It's a lost art, man. I, I don't know. It's cool. It's cool that you guys are doing it. And a lot of our alumni, they, um, they stay with the organization. They've had different roles at the organization, primarily through our farmer's market as well, which has been really cool because they've had a firsthand account growing the food and have a really good, deep understanding of how it all works. So um, yeah, this, who did we, yeah, we had one alumni that came back and worked on the farm with us. Um, and then I think we had two, two others that worked with the market. That was really cool. And that was their second year doing the market as well. Yeah. And do we also have a block party at the end of each season? So usually people that have moved out of the program, they will come back for that block party and see what's happening with the farm. That's awesome. Tell me more about this block party. (laughs) Well, it's like, 
at the end of each season, there's there's two farms, right? So we will have one at each location, and like we will have games, and like we all set up food, and it would be for the whole neighborhood to come over and. Youth growers would invite their friends and like from their neighborhood and school, and everyone would just like hang out and have like a picnic, and there'll be games and stuff. Like last year, there was skateboarding and face painting, and a water slide. Wait, it might have actually been two years ago, but, but yeah, we have a lot of stuff that we set up for the community. Yeah, one of the parties we do though. What is it? Slip and slide, and then the other one's a dunk tank, which Owen <laughs> has held down in the past. He, you, you've gotten in that dunk tank. Karen usually is DJing or leading, um, a, like a group dance. That's awesome. <laughs> Gets everybody to dance. Being in a dunk tank is not the easiest thing in the world. Trust me, I've been there before. So, Owen, I feel you on that one. <laughs> Karen's the party guy, though. Oh yeah. <laughs> Started. What are some of the songs that uh that get the people moving? Everything. You know, I don't know. Like once you start playing the music, that's when everybody just they're just forming. I don't know. A circle always forms, so you know, like I don't know, it just triggers something to me, and you know, I just start dancing. And then everybody everybody just starts dancing. It's cool. It's a vibe. Yeah. There you go. I mean, it seems like you guys have built like a place where it'd be crazy not to want to come back and hang out because it's just where the fun times are. Yeah, and you know everyone from the farm, even if they're on the other location. Once a week, we would have like a field trip where we would meet up with the other farm and go to a different location to help someone else with farm work or a project. And you also have retreats. If you plan to like rejoin for next year, you have to go to five retreats. So during those, you would meet up with the people from both farms. So you know everyone there. So they're all your friends. It's like a really welcoming place. So of course, people would want to come back to it. That's awesome. Owen, oh, I have to know, what is your background right now? My background is my friend's cat. I was messing around with the backgrounds like last year when we were doing Zoom. And this is like the one that I got left on. So it's just, uh, yeah, he's just hanging out in the background. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> he's cool. He's funky. I dig him. Yeah. I thought it was the cat from, um, I don't even know what, like what meme it is but like you know the lady who's like yelling and the cat's just like sitting oh, the no, I thought it was yeah. that cat <laughs> oh yeah I know I know what meme you're talking about <laughs> no it kind of looks like it yeah my favorite cat video now is the cat drumming which is really a drumming cat uh, I don't think I've seen all that cat one. memes so good the guy drumming and the cat is just like jamming and like hanging um and then they've added like I saw that you can add different like um, tunes in so there was like a Home Depot one that was kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could add a whole bunch of different but the original in. sound is this guy drumming and the cat like chilling to that maybe, okay. maybe I could maybe I could pull it up I don't know oh my God, so, I, I mean I'm a cat fan so 
Me too. I'm actually surprised my cats haven't walked by the screen. Oh, sorry. What did you say, Ricky? Uh, usually my cats, one of my cats will walk by the screen. Like every single time I'm on Zoom, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. Um, but my girlfriend just got home a little while ago. So there, I think they're all laying down with her. <laughs> we definitely have cat butt on a bunch of our episodes. Yeah. <laughs> um make an appearance usually too, but I'm in a totally different spot. So. So, um, what else around? <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah, here it is. That's awesome. <laughs> so when you guys aren't on the farm or, you know, doing schoolwork, what do you guys like doing around the city? Well, I don't know. I mean, Nothing. great. Well, also not in a pandemic. Well, oh, well, I don't know. I would, usually, I would usually do a lot of things with my friends. So, like, just going around, like, to stores or to the mall or to the movies, just stuff like that. Or we would go to one of my friends' house and we would just hang out. One of my friends has a fireplace. And we usually would go there and just like chill. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. You know, just hang out with friends. I don't, I don't know if that's really for the community, but it's for you, man. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's for the community. Oh, in, in that case, I, I We're just answered shooting. that completely, completely wrong. <laughs> no wrong answers. Well, well, if it's for the community, I'm a Boy Scout, so I do like a lot of like oh, cool. volunteering and stuff like that. So, I, cool. I'm not a Boy Scout, but <laughs> I I play basketball. Man, that's I mean, I guess it's for the community. I, I'm not really sure, but uh, I didn't mean boys. for the community. I meant like around the community. Like, what do you guys do around the city? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh okay. <laughs> Sorry to me to put the pressure on. Like, you're not doing enough. You're like, guys, I'm working my fingers to the bone on a farm. Leave me alone. I, I, vol- I volunteer all the time. It's okay. Yeah. No, no, no I'm sorry. Pl- I didn't promise. Mean to put the pressure on. <laughs> I just, I just play basketball. That's, that's about it. To be honest. Nice. I have a basketball hoop. Pretty excited about it. I've only used it like maybe once or twice since we moved in, and all I've done is every time I like shoot. Um, I end up just hitting my car. <laughs> so that's it. But I'm excited for basketball to come back in like two weeks. I think the season starts. So I'm better at watching it. I feel like they just ended the season. I, I know. They have the longest season for sure. Yeah. I mean, this season was very strange. Yeah. Yeah, usually it's baseball, but no, now it's so. Um, that's probably covered all the bases. Anything else we want to bring up about the farm or about the program or just stuff you want to talk about? You guys want to give any shout outs? <laughs> we often do shout outs. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Stacy, you should explain. Well, I could, I could talk about shout outs. Yeah, do it. Please, hit us all up. Right, so, so basically if it was a normal year, at the end of the day, we would go in like a circle and we would do shout outs. And it's basically like, someone would be like, I want to give a shout and then everyone else would say out to 
Kaelin for being so amazing and hardworking. And he, he planted a hundred bean plants today. And then everyone would be like clapping and people would go around shouting out people that helped them or that did something cool that day. Like if someone made food, like they would always get a shout out. And on field, field trips, like the cooking team would always get shout, shout out. That's such a cool idea. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Anyone that shared food would often get a shout out. Like, thanks for sharing your lunch or getting my coffee. Uh, and then my favorite is, is no hater shout out. So it's not like, I want to give a shout out to Owen for doing work today. So that's uh, totally eliminated. No salties. <laughs> no, no, we keep it a positive. And that's super cool. So it's like it fosters a positive environment. Yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. That's great. That's super cool, guys. Well, shout out to cool programs. Yeah. I'll put a plug in for um, ways to support. Please. Um, yeah, that's what we sure. are here. Like get involved in with Youth Grow. So um, we often are, you know, we even in this COVID year, we've had volunteers and volunteer opportunities. Um, we've definitely minimized the amount of folks um that can be on the farm, but we've still had opportunities for folks to get involved. Um, so yeah, if anyone's interested in learning about farming and would like to volunteer with us, um, yeah, we'll, we have volunteer opportunities in the spring. Uh, and we get, you know, we always get the question, like, what are you doing in the winter? Uh, we don't really have that much of a down season. It definitely shifts, but it like shifts from like, really busy in the spring to like even more busy in the summer till and off to the fall and then like we have two months like now like December January where like we're a little bit more low-key and we start growing seeds again in February oh um, wow yeah so in our high tunnel we're gonna uh grow seeds this year and we've worked that um with Holy Cross and WEPI and their indoor greenhouses uh and up until this point and we'll still be working with them as well um so yeah, that's one way is to volunteer with us. And as well in the summer, if anybody is interested in an internship, uh, they can volunteer and intern with us throughout the summer or just come and do farm work and learn about farming and then shop the REC markets and uh, go out and check out the mobile market in our blue van and support and look out for youth group produce. Yeah, heck yeah. And that's all found at recworcester.org? Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely um, get my email. My contact is on there. They reach out to me, and then the schedule is at recwister.org. You got it. Awesome. Do you guys have any social media handles for the farms? Uh, we do. We have a week. We got a week youth grow page because I'm really bad. Uh, so I delegate. <laughs> I'm going to get these guys on that. Um, that's brand new. We do have our REC farmers market. We have a strong Facebook game for sure. Um, and working with these guys, we'll get our youth grow handle working, going way better, but the farmer's market has a good, and that's on Instagram. They have a solid Instagram and they often will shout us out too. So I'm going to try to get on their level. <laughs> well, this has been really, really fun guys. Thank you for everything you do for the city. It's super awesome that you guys, you know, grow vegetables in Worcester. That's not heard of around here. And it's awesome that you took an hour and talked to us a couple of goofballs. So thanks, guys.
super fun. Thanks for having us. Of course, it was great. And hope to see you at the farm next summer. Yay! Thank you guys so much. This is a blast. Yeah. Karen, I'll bring my dance moves. They're not good, but I'll bring them. <laughs> I know. Maybe we're gonna have a black party. Um, that sounds incredible. Right? Yeah. And Ricky, yeah, be sure to come. Tradition definitely. I know. I actually, so I, I didn't even know where the farm was, even though Travis like just painted a mural there. I didn't realize how close we were. And then, um, usually on Wednesdays I get lunch from best supermarket. I just, I, I like, I literally for this interview, sorry. Cause I was talking to Travis. I'm a Glazy Susan fan. So oh, nice. that got me to start listening to the podcast. And then you've been shouting out best breakfast sandwich and I, I live in Maine South, so I just passed nice. there yesterday and I saw it's only $1.99. It's, yeah, it's super cheap. And it's like, I've only had two. I've had the chorizo and I've had the sausage. Um, and the sausage one is, in my opinion, like the perfect breakfast sandwich. It's just like, I mean, you can't beat that price, but also I, have, I wish I knew the guy's name who, I think he owns the place because he's there all the time and he's the guy that makes the sandwiches. Um, but he puts like a hash brown on there and cheese and it's just, it's so good. Yeah. I'm going to go for sure. Y'all are making me hungry. And I, no, <laughs> I just ate lunch, but I'm like, should I just shoot down there really quick and get one? <laughs> All day breakfast sandwich. Love it. The price is hey. right. Yeah. Welcome back everybody. Um, that was awesome. That was, it was such a fun interview. Super interesting to hear um, kind of about like how they got involved and, and how the project works with them while they're in high school and they both seem to have interest in being a part of it in some capacity after for a little while, which is really cool. Um, yeah. It's super, super yeah. cool. Everything that, that the REC has set up and how it's kind of developed from where it originally started. And now it's serving a community far better than it was. And it's even like working together in with its original concepts. Now that has the, the securing food and the blue van, like everything yeah. about it just stokes. I get so excited. It's it's been around for so much longer than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I didn't know a whole lot about it going into it, which was like kind of my favorite way. Whenever we have a guest on that I don't know a lot about, I, it's a learning experience for me as well. But um, it was super cool to hear how long that entire organization has been going. Is it the seventies that when yeah. they started? Yeah, it was 70, like seventy four. I think she said something like that. Yeah, that was that was super interesting. Um, and I think it's cool, cool that it's attracting people like Karen and Owen, where. You know, there's a good chance they may not have ran in the same circles, you know, social circles, but having yeah. an opportunity like the REC to kind of give them a reason to talk and hang out. Now they're friends. And now they're like, I love programs that are designed to build people up like that. And like the shout outs at the end, like that, that stuff is just so cool. So yeah, big, big dabs guys. Super rad. Uh, I'm so jealous because they seem to have the coolest first jobs ever. <laughs> Right. And like they're having that kind of job, having an outdoor job where you have to do some work, but it's still like a feel good job. That's the yeah. first job. Like that is prime stuff. Yeah. Gangs. No, no Kmart or what did you say? Oh, gas station. I, I worked at a gas station. <laughs> Got paid for a Snickers. Hey, it's all it's done, man. Those some cool a, lot episodes. Of, a lot of Rolling Stone magazine. That's what it was. Rolling Stone. A lot of uh, WEI sports talk radio because it was before the sports hub. And a lot of coffee from the bean counter because it was right down the street. That's it. That sounds awesome to me. So 
Thank you guys. Thank you, Stacy. Thank you, Karen and Owen. And uh, go check out the Regional Environmental Council and see how you can potentially, if you are able to, potentially consider giving them a donation or some other type of financial support one way or another. Yeah. yeah. Hit us with that good, good Solon. Hey, Solon, before you start singing, um, we just want to wish you a happy birthday the other day. Oh, happy birthday, big guy. Yeah. We're putting on our best NPR voices for you. It's true. This is kind of like a, what's that? What's the thing where they make noise? Like the... ASMR. Yeah, that. It's like, happy birthday, Solon. <laughs> Somebody just turned off the podcast because of that. Come here, little mama, let me whisper in here. <laughs> With the yin-yang twins of Worcester. All right, Solon, you can sing now because you have a better voice than us. <laughs> when you hit him with those stones, ow! Gotta slap him with those pokes. Oh, yeah! Stokes and pokes. That was incredible. That was incredible. <laughs> I almost want to, like, make a remix with your whisper. Uh, I love this stuff on TikTok where they're taking, like, Megan the Stallion, like, body Adi, but every time she goes, ah, like, they're dubbing it over with a different voice of like, there's one that's like a goat. So she's like, body, oh, yeah. ah, body, ah, but it's a goat going, rah, rah. it's just, that's it's awesome. funny. It's funny to, to substitute the sounds. Yeah. Um, all right. So stoke and poke time. I'll start with a poke and I'm not going to dig too hard into this because Bill Shanner did a much better job than I can do in this brief amount of time, but there was a puff piece and it's the best way to describe it put out. Uh, in the Wall Street Journal about uh, Chief Stephen Sargent um, talking about how basically how positioning it as it's two sides of the same card trying to play together and figure out how to correct the system, but leaving out a lot of very important information about actions that the police have taken, um, actions how even Chief Sergeant has not acknowledged that racism exists, even though there's tons of documentation saying very much the opposite. Um, it's frustrating. It's extremely, extremely frustrating. And you you question the purpose of pieces like this and you wonder like, what does this do? What does this change? Or was this really just, just to kind of kiss the ass of the police department? So Bill did a much better job at pulling it apart and really critiquing some uh, some of the points the author of the original article made. So I would suggest people go check it out, billshaner.substack.com. Um, thank you, Bill, for keeping a, a grumpy eye on the city. <laughs> exactly. It's anyway, needed. that's what we got. For Stokes, I'm not stoked about my itchy nose. I'm trying to like grow the beard long because it's cold and my face is, you know, fragile, but uh, it's not like keep mine short because my mask gets all like gross and like in it and it's not a fun. I respect that. But it's, it's at the length now where the hairs are starting to like go up my nostrils and like tickle my, anyway, it's terrible. (laughs) I I have a hard life. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I am stoked about (laughs) Twitch TV. Um, it's something that I've been super interested in for a while now, um, but I've never really like, for those who don't know, Twitch TV, twitch.tv is a platform for basically everybody gets a TV studio. And then right now what is primarily on there is a lot of video game players or video game streamers. So it's people playing games, long form games and talking to their audience. Um, 
to a lot of people that sounds insanely boring, but I would challenge you to say you watch people play games every Sunday or every night and you watch people play baseball and basketball and hockey and soccer. And it's kind of similar to that. Sometimes it's just enjoyable to watch somebody that's really good do it. Um, and then this time you actually have personalities where the person's talking to you and you get kind of like that one-to-one reaction as to like, they just got their dick smashed in by a boss and they're <laughs> freaking out. And it's, it's humorous at times and there's different personalities, but to me, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like unexplored opportunity there. And there are the chatters is what they call them, where it tends to be, um, young women, young buxom women wearing not a lot of clothes, uh, talking to their fans, kind of like a precursor to OnlyFans, but they on Twitch, you can't get naked. So there's like this line. Anyway, I've been talking with the Woot Nanny guys. We identified it as a potential, you know, area for us to kind of explore with COVID still being around, you know, we're not all not going to shows and these dudes, these stand-up comedians are starving for performances. They were doing it just on Zoom through Facebook, uh, live and it was going okay but we think that this new platform could be an even stronger uh, performance so we test yes. ran it over the weekend had a pretty good success and we are planning to have a episode not episode a show we're going to plan to do a show of hot dog which is their uh, stand-up comedy show controlled by a wheel hopefully do an episode of hot dog before the end of the year so more details coming soon but hopefully that'll happen I'm here for it. Yeah, dude. So Twitch is definitely something I would like to pay a little more attention to coming up. Um, yeah. So like, it just seems to like have its shit together. <laughs> and there's dudes like F and Rager who are friends of Sean. They're out in Houston and they have a weekly or not a yeah weekly Monday nights. They do like a call-in show. And it's just delightful because I'll be sitting here and I'll call them and I'll like kind of harass them a little bit and they're funny and they're two comedians out in Houston. And like, yeah. So it's like, they really inspired me to be like, man, we are not thinking about this the right way. How can we be using this platform to, so you heard it here first, more than likely if if the stuff with Wooten Annie goes well, you will see some Celta Boys content. Yeah, we're going on Twitch, son. It'll be four hours of watching Ricky work on his team and then just hang out. And Dude, I, speaking of Twitch, I have a Twitter friend. His name is hey. Jack. Um, he is a creative strategist for Twitch. No shit. Yeah, he's awesome. He's kind of like a marketing Twitter celebrity, um, but he happened to get a job with Twitch like, sometime during the pandemic that's the only thing i know <laughs> i do bubble twitch I, I have it on my phone but i've never used it i sh- i guess you're right yeah i guess we could like live stream me uh trading away a bunch of players for draft picks and then at the trade deadline realizing that i've made all the wrong moves in all the right places and all those draft picks i got aren't actually that high of picks and i screw myself over you, so, so when you got all those first round picks, you got all late first round picks. Yeah, I made a lot of I made a lot of moves. Um, I currently, with the season I have, I have two first round picks in a row, for, or like this year and next year's first round picks from the St. Louis Blues. And in my season, they're pretty much worth, or in my my game right now, they're pretty much worth nothing because that team is still very good. 
Uh, and I have a first round pick from the Minnesota wild, which also isn't really worth much of anything in that season. And maybe like the new Jersey devils or something, something along those lines. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I made the playoffs, but it's like, I might end up at what cost. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, my team's like not bad. I want to like build a team that I'm just really happy and comfortable with. And I can move, I can play like a couple seasons with, but I tend to like build for one year and then get annoyed and then delete it and start a new one. So we'll see it's like real life. tonight and we'll see how tonight goes. You know, that's the beauty of it, but it would be really funny if we did a Twitch thing. If I was like trying to explain, cause you don't want to make these trades. Like I like definitely fuck myself in a way. Um, it would be kind of funny. We should we should look into this. I'm into it. All right. Hell yeah. What do you got for the people, buddy? Sup, guys. Um, welcome to Ricky's pop music comment section. My Stoke and my Poke both involve probably the two biggest pop music artists right now. Um, my Poke is Taylor Swift. We all know I'm a big T-Swift fan. We all know she put out one of the absolute, probably the second best record of the entire year with Folklore. But on Friday, she so on Thursday, she was like, I'm dropping a new record tomorrow. And I was like, oh, shoot. And she dropped a new record. And it's not super good because I was blinded by the light of... What are you doing? Mike D's here. Could be could be thirty seconds. I'm just gonna no, go. go. All go right, here. Do you want to talk to the people, and I'll be right back. Yeah, I'll do my soaks and pokes. Like I got this one. I'm so. This is gonna be fun because I'm not gonna hear these till the edit. Exactly. What's up, guys? It's just me now. Um. All right. Yeah. So my poke is Taylor Swift. Basically, what Taylor Swift did was a genius move. She released a record of songs that weren't good enough to make it onto folklore which is fine outside of like three of them that are good. Um, and she killed it. She's going to have two records that are probably going to fall into the top 15 of the year. People who are super cool are going to say evermore is better than folklore. It's not true. Everybody knows it. Wait two years and then it'll be like an official thing, but it's just kind of annoying. Justin Timberlake did the same thing with the 2020 experience and then like 2020 experience volume two or whatever. Um, there was like two good songs on that and it was a 14 songs of, of garbage. Uh, but yeah, I mean, everyone is probably better than the 2020 experience too, but whatever. So, um, I'm poking Taylor Swift. You could have done better. You could have just added two or three of those songs to folklore or you could have released them next year before you go on tour. If you can even tour next year, I probably wouldn't. You probably won't either. But just before a tour, maybe did an arena tour for like the full do some stadium stuff. Lover, because you get to whatever. I know you're probably not listening, Taylor. Let me know, man. I'll just help be your creative strategist. But hey, either way, you held it. Super impressive. My Stoke is. My girl Ariana Grande is dropping a concert movie thing um, on Netflix on December 21st. Pretty excited about that. I love the fact that Netflix and Disney Plus are both heavily getting into 
music and concerts and all that type of stuff. I think it's a great idea. I think Hulu hopefully will be the first ones to run a live stream concert through their platform because I think that would be massive for them. Whole different stratosphere. But realistically, it's probably going to be Disney and it'll probably be probably be Taylor Swift um, first half of next year. Either way, super stoked for the Ariana Grande thing. I've never seen her live. I think it'll be really fun. The trailer looks really awesome. That's it. That's all I got. Just shout out to my girl Ariana, my girl Taylor. Although the new Ariana Grande record is freaking fantastic. And I know that she doesn't perform any of the songs because this was already shot sometime last year. So, yeah, that's all I got. Wait until Travis comes back. I'll just keep talking. It's fine. Um, everything go to Shaw's, it kind of sucks because they only have the seltzer lemonades on sale. They never, or like the new holiday flavor. They never have the classic flavors. And like, I, I just really very lime. I really miss the original flavor. I really miss just lime. Those are, those are my OGs. Um, so I went to Stop and Shop the other day, hoping that they'd be on sale there. They weren't. I did get a case of cranberry lime because I needed it. But I'm really going to need Polar to come through and hook me up with a sponsorship so Travis and I can keep using primarily Polar products on the Instagram and the Twitter and what will soon be the Twitch, which I'm sure it's probably, it'll be, we'll be kind of on the same level as like Mr. Beast and uh, Ninja video game guy. Probably the same thing. Um, I'm a pro video game GM, not necessarily a pro video game player. The games I play are the ones the army stuff, like the Call of Duty and things like that. I'm not a big gun guy. Um, I just really like to, to trade and sign new players and then, you know, create a, create a team going forward. It's really fun for me. You guys are probably super tired of hearing me. You can hear Travis's dogs barking in the background. So that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, Shaw's either start putting the classic Polar flavors on sale, three for 10, or Polar hook it up with a sponsorship because I really, really, really want to keep using your product, but we're not made of money over here, just so you guys know. Have you devolved and, to singing or? No, no, no. I, I did my Stokes and Pokes and then I led into my issues with Shaw's and now Stop and Shop never having Polar Seltzer, like regular flavors on sale. They only have the lemonade ones, or the holiday flavors, and I'm tired of it. Well, because they got to get rid of it. They they yeah, make those I other know. ones. But like, I need cranberry lime back in my life. I have a, I got bought a 12 pack the other day, but like, I need a stash of it. So at reasonable prices. Reasonable prices, or at a sponsorship from Polar, or whatever. I don't know either one. Excuse me, Polar. Well, I just got a new gift card yeah. from the homie Mike D. Me too. I'm so excited. It's almost like we only go to New Tradition and he knows that. It's very adorable. Very adorable. I have Anchorhead coffee downstairs and I'm probably going to make a cup here this afternoon. I, this morning, made some at home and then I met you and Mr. Joe at New Tradition and uh, had another coffee there. I actually put it in my fridge because I couldn't finish it. Between that second coffee and then that like thing that I got, the chocolate caramel... <laughs> lush thing it was so good but i couldn't put anything that's, else 
that's um, why I didn't get anything from that new spot is because I was like, there's no way, there's no way I don't were, have the space. You were smart. I'll have the coffee probably very shortly. Um, probably during our powwow meeting, I'll drink coffee and then I'll be up all night, but I'll just play my video game. Maybe I'll start twitching and I'll be super famous like Mr. Beast or the other guy. Who did I mention earlier? Ninja. Um, by the time I wake up. PewDiePie? Who? PewDiePie? You don't so know I don't PewDiePie? Like, I just know him through South Park the Cartman episode. Did you ever see that episode? Dude, it's like the funniest. It's, it is one of the top, probably like 10 to 15, probably top 15, funniest self park episodes of all time. Um, Mr. Beast, is, I would know him more from YouTube. I would put him more on YouTube, but. Oh, is he not a Twitch guy? I think he probably does, but I would know more. I like his videos on YouTube tend to do. Oh, or that's okay. usually what I, I, I just like recognize his name from like, Twitter. I don't actually know what from the internet. Yeah, he's just like an internet kid. And Ninja technically isn't on Twitch anymore. At least I think. He yes, is. he is. He. Oh, he's left. back. He's back. Yeah, so That's the only thing is. I know about him is he was on Twitch. He left to go to Mixer. something else. Yeah, Mixer that gave him a huge contract. But then Mixer dissolved, and he went back to Twitch on an even bigger contract. Which, like, I kind of think that's probably how my, like, seltzer career is going to go. Like, I, right now, I'm like... Are you going to go to another seltzer podcast? No, 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 no. I mean, like, brand-wise, right? Like, I'm pretty much, like, the polar, polar only. And then mineral water, I got, like, my topos, obviously. I'm not an animal. But in terms of, like, straight seltzer water, I've pretty much always been, like, a polar guy. Oh, I've always been a polar guy. But... I feel like Polar is going to approach us and be like, guys, we want to give you like 200 grand a year, free seltzer for life. Uh, and we're going to put you guys in two national syndicated commercials. And we're going to like, yeah, okay, that sounds dope. Let's do it. So we'll do it. And then midway through our contract of one year, uh, LaCroix or Bubbly or even AHA, AHA is a Coke product. They've got Spindrift. Coke. Spindrift hits us Spindrift's up. big, but I don't think they have the money to pay us. What will be worth? So then one of those other companies that has like a huge company behind it will come at us. They'll offer us a one-year, $1 million contract, which is pretty good. That's like pretty solid. Um, free seltzer for life, obviously, and like all the shit. Put us in probably like two national syndicated commercials. I'm sure we'll get a Super Bowl spot and probably get to ho like either host or you and i could co-host the teen choice awards or something i don't know and we'll leave we'll obviously we'll have to take that deal because we're not idiots we'll take that deal we'll make a bunch of money it'll be sick podcast will blow up we'll have like steve-o from jackass on it or something and then we could probably get him tomorrow keep going keep going (laughs) and then in two to three years polar will realize like wow, we really fucked up. Those dudes were really carrying a lot of the weight because we literally don't post anything and don't understand (laughs) new marketing. Um, And then they'll come back at us and they're going to be like, all right, guys, here's the deal. You each will make a million dollars a year for 10 years. And we're like, that's pretty solid. Um, That's livable. Yeah, it's livable. And I'm sure they'll probably get us our own office somewhere in the city. Whatever, it's no big deal. And... What an office in the polar bear. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Exactly. 
we'll do a bunch of interviews every year, whatever. By that time, we're both closer to 50. Um, and we're just chilling. Like, we're just chilling. By then, Polar has to just kind of... We, we it's kind of like Nike and LeBron, where, like, Nike signed LeBron to a huge deal when he was in high school, but it wasn't as big as the Reebok deal that he originally was, like, offered. But he chose Nike because it's fucking Nike. And, uh, duh, you're going to do that. And then a couple years ago, Nike signed him to a lifetime deal for, like... I don't even know what the money was to be honest with you, but I feel like by the time our 10 year contract with polar is up, both them and us will be probably Itching. too big um, that they'll sign us to a lifetime deal for some, some decent money. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, I've been Travis. You can find me at seltertime.com. Thanks guys. Um, I'm, Thanks for listening to our new 10-year business plan. I don't know I have, how much of that they heard, but that's awesome. Oh. I've been Ricky. No, you got to leave it all in. That was I just boring. Rudy Giuliani'd. What? You didn't get that? Did you hear the fart? Please tell me you heard the fart. Uh, Rudy Giuliani was in a uh, national, like he was contesting Trump's thing and they was talking and they caught the fart on the microphone. You didn't see that? It happened last week. No. Oh, it's awesome. Maybe I did. I'm sure I did. Anyway, keep... <laughs> either way, I've been Ricky. Uh, you can find me at DickChuck77. You can find me at Seltzer Time Official. Um, we're going to have a huge Twitch presence. We've already have a little tiny TikTok presence. We're going to grow it. I have been personally having a little more fun. And by a little more fun, meaning like I've spent like three days trying to post on Snapchat just to see if that's still a thing. Turns out it is. I didn't know. Um, people have been kind of into it. So I'm sure I won't do it a lot because I kind of forget that it exists, but you can find me there too. Um, for the most part, you can just find me on Twitter and on Instagram and soon to be Twitch. And, uh, that's it. Yeah. Thanks for listening guys.